Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. That involves more time together with our families, more books, more movies, more board games, and most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. So for a baby monitor, we use the, we actually have a Nest cam. Yeah. And it gives us notifications. How do you like it? I actually think I like it a lot. We were comparing a bunch. We were comparing like the Arlo and several others. I was talking to one of our friends and he said that like they wanted a solid like full 1080 camera that had good connections. So I had read a bunch of good stuff about the Nest and we went that route and we have you know, nest, everything else. So it kind of integrates well with all of that. But no, it's been great. It's worked really well. Yeah, the technology has just come so far since we had newborn babies. I don't think Nest was a thing yet. Nest was around. I don't know if they had cameras then. They had a thermostat. So this is our Thanksgiving episode, Phil. Oh, happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday. Thanks, Phil. In case nobody got it last week. Yeah. I'm holding a birthday cake in front of the Zoom call that we're on. If you just want to <laughs> blow out the candles, the proverbial candles. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Uh, this is a really fun episode for us because, well, it's your birthday. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. But it's also our 14th episode. And I seem to remember you talking about the significance of the 14th episode. Yeah. At least from a lot of the stats that I looked up, the average podcast has 14 episodes. So that takes into account, you know, things like This American Life that's probably nearing a thousand. And all Joe Rogan that has 1,500 or whatever. Yeah. And then all of the, the little guys that have like one or two of which apparently there are many i think if i remember 50 percent of all podcasts have one episode yeah that's just incredible 65 percent have two you think that's people that had the idea for a podcast and then published something and then just kind of gave up yeah it wouldn't surprise me I mean, it definitely takes, it takes a little bit of effort to be able to put something together on, on a lot of levels. It's not just like hanging out, having fun. I mean, it is. That's a large part of it, Phil. But Oh, I've had so much fun. But it is, it is, it is somewhat laborious. Yeah. And, and just working on your speech patterns, you, you realize all of the vocal quirks that you have. And it's not always easy to like turn it on and perform, I guess. I feel like I would give better speeches now, having done this show. I think so. I think we have been absolutely getting better. If only I could go back in time and give the best man speech again at your wedding. <laughs> it was it was great, Phil. <laughs> you gave a pretty good one yourself at mine. <laughs> I don't remember all that was said, but I do know that we have a great picture that came out of it. And I think you were talking about bailing us all out of jail or something at the time. Oh, man. Good, good stuff. How long ago was that? Well, do, do we want to give away the fact that we're not actually recording this on Thanksgiving? Because we're this. actually recording it on your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We're great dads, but we're even better husbands. It's okay. My wife's asleep. Well, happy anniversary, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Well, if we were recording this on Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? In this year of just absolute craziness. I don't, I don't know how personal we want to really get on this show, but I would say the past year has been one of the more eventful and challenging years that I think we've had, that I think I've had for sure. 
at least that I can remember. And it really kind of all started last Thanksgiving. Not to get like super down or anything, but last Thanksgiving, we, we have this family tradition of getting a, a little house or cabin or something in the mountains and spending Thanksgiving with our family up there. And so last year we were doing that. And I think we we're up in, in Brack. It was sometime on Thanksgiving, my mother got a text from her brother that said that he had stage four cancer and he was going in for surgery in the morning. Mm. And that kind of kicked off a year of just, I don't even know, like one thing after another. He, again, not to dive too deep into personal stuff or like be too down. He ended up passing away about a week after that. And then Molly's yeah. grandmother passed away and we had a, another couple of close family friends pass away. And all of that within like a month. And then we bought and sold a house and moved and found out we were having a kid. And then this whole pandemic thing happened. <laughs> um, it's just, it's been, it's been quite the year. It's, it's literally been nonstop since last Thanksgiving. But I think that highlights a lot of the things that we do have to be thankful for. The consistency of family. I think for, for Molly and I, the even though it's been, you know, challenging as newborns are, the the new little guy in our lives and just how how much brightness he brings to our days, even if he keeps us up most of the night. Although he's actually been sleeping a lot better lately. I, I think as cheesy as it sounds, this year has somehow highlighted the importance of the people around us, especially when... You know, the time that you get to spend with people has been, maybe you've taken that for granted in the past. And in this year where you can't always see people face to face, you realize that that time is meaningful and important. I would I would say that I'm thankful for our, our family and friends and the, and the consistency that those relationships have, have had. And even just you and Ashley, Phil, throughout this like pandemic, being able to have our remote little dinners yeah. every so often and just stay connected. I think that's definitely like what's what's kept us afloat through all of the craziness. So long-winded answer. Sorry. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think you should leave that in. How about you? Hopefully your, your uh, thankfulness is a, a little less heavy. <laughs> well, I love that, Chris. I mean, I love your story. It's I love it because it's so real. And so I think in many ways we're we're thankful for you. I think I was in this place this past year pandemic aside, I'm just ready to almost get out and breathe, you know, and yeah. try something new. And you and I have kind of been working toward this podcast for quite some time. It really dates back to a couple of years. And so to be able to have it now, I think in the middle of what 2020 was, it really means a lot. And so I'm, I'm thankful for what we have with, with this new little project. It's really, really fun. And that means that I also get to be thankful for new foods and new <laughs> techniques and all the, all the recipes that I'm learning how to make. I'm thankful for pie. I'm <laughs> thankful for stuffing. Oh, boy. I'm thankful for my hot wife. She's pretty cool. I actually said okay, that when we're, we were dating. We're leaving that. Went over, went over to her family's house while we were dating for Thanksgiving. And, you know, we all went around the table. We did the thing. What are we thankful for? What are you thankful for? And... It got to me and I said I was I was thankful for my smoking hot wife and her family. They <laughs> half of them erupted in laughter. <laughs> the other half just kind of uh-huh. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> oh man, it's good good times. Excited to see them. I've been i I've been apart from them for the last few days. Yeah. And um so yeah, I'm I'm thankful to to be able to reunite. So anyways, yeah, lots to be thankful for. A lot a lot of reflection for sure. 
And, you know, honestly, I, I would love to hear what some of our listeners are thankful for as well. Like if you're thankful for this podcast, if you're thankful for Dad's Kitchen, you should tell us. If you're not, you should definitely not tell us because we can't handle it. 2020 has <laughs> been enough, you know? Seriously, I'm, I'm on the verge of breaking as it is, so. You're doing a great <laughs> job. You're a great dad, Chris. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're on to something. If, if anything, we're on to the cheesiness. Yeah. I, I just started this as a therapy session, Phil. Thanks for uh, subscribing to, to be my therapist. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Pro bono, too. And you know what else I'm thankful for, Chris? Well, you already said stuffing, so I, I don't know. I'm out of ideas. Having it the next day. I mean, Thanksgiving <laughs> does not have to be a one-day affair. No, no. It usually is not. At least, you can at eat least really good experience. food on Black Friday. Are you guys Black Friday uh, shoppers? No, we are not. Okay. I, I have well, never actually, been we out. Bought a, we Friday. bought a sofa last year on Black really? Friday, but we bought it online. I feel like that's acceptable. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think we saved $1,000. So Worth it? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to redact that statement. We are absolutely Black Friday shoppers. <laughs> we just happen to do it from our couch. Which is the way Which to we do didn't it, in have my opinion. Until we bought it. Sat on some <laughs> crates. Yeah. So, anyways. And yeah. maybe like a folded old towel on top of those. That actually sounds kind of comfortable. So, those, those uh, leftovers, Phil. When... You maybe make too much, whether it's Thanksgiving or otherwise, you know, normal Tuesday night, let's say. What happens with your leftovers? I feel like leftovers are something that I've always been really kind of on the fence about. I grew up like absolutely despising leftovers, but lately, yeah. like for me, leftovers become my lunch for work. They've grown on me more. I've seen a place for leftovers. So what role has that taken on in in your guys' family? Well, growing up as a child, we had leftovers a lot. It was typically on the, you know, on the refrigerator, we would have our Monday through Friday meal plan. And one of those days was leftover day. So I grew up with them. I was used to them, but I didn't really care for them because really all they were was just the meal itself reheated. So then you're just having the same meal again. And then yeah. I went to Costa Rica and in Costa Rica, which is such a beautiful culture, the, the meal that you had for dinner last night is not reheated the following night. It's actually reheated the next morning and it's served as breakfast. And it's typically served with eggs, I guess typically scrambled eggs or maybe maybe some rice and beans. That's a pretty common way to, to yeah. do food over there. And it really kind of struck me like, wow, this actually isn't that bad. I mean, it's still relatively fresh from the night before. And like we're actually enjoying this breakfast. Breakfast doesn't just have to be, you know, cereal and Pop-Tarts. It doesn't have to be these sweet breakfasts that we've come to, <laughs> I think, adopt here yeah. in the U.S. Like breakfast can be a savory meal. And I just I just fell in love with that concept. Absolutely fell in love with it. So, I mean, spaghetti for breakfast the next morning. I don't know. Probably not. Like, yeah, my best power to do that. But <laughs> but like if you if you have, you know, some chicken or some beef or whatever, to kind of repurpose that in with some eggs the next morning. Yeah. That's the way to go right there. Yeah. So as you were talking, there were, I think there were about four different things that popped into my mind and I'd love to at some point like try and hit all of them. But one was how we actually reheat this extra meal. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And then even just like what we call it, I think the idea of leftovers makes it sound, I don't know, like, like obviously you get these like I don't know, sloppy seconds connotations going on. 
It just right. like leftovers brings this idea into mind of something mushy and bland and but then breakfast as well and the fact that in the US we're so used to sweet breakfast that I think maybe the idea of of a savory breakfast isn't always at the forefront of your mind but then also I, I loved the word that you had for it like repurposing it so it's it's yeah. not it's not just that it's this I don't know remainder thinking of it not just as leftovers sure. but the idea yeah. of repurposing that it's this ingredient for something else really and so like in a way in my mind that kind of like just shifts how I would think about it as an ingredient instead of a meal in and of itself and so then like what do you do with that. Like, how do you create something that's like elevated more than the sum of the parts type of a thing? So, well, I wonder if we might start to approach leftovers differently if we didn't use the microwave. Like, if we didn't have that readily available, then I think we might be kind of forced into repurpose them a little bit. I think honestly, that kind of hits a lot of those thoughts that I had. Like, my idea of leftovers really revolves around something that's mushy. Like right, a mushy right. retake of whatever we had before. That's such a gross word. Mushy. Mushy. Yeah. Which is exactly why I don't like leftovers. Yeah. But how much of that actually stems from microwave reheating when you actually shouldn't be using a microwave? Because I, I would I would say that the huge majority of it. I think a microwave has its place for sure. I, I love the ease and speed that a microwave can add. But I think you do have to realize that a microwave is not going to make it crisp like an oven would. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's say you have, I don't know, carnitas for dinner. How might you reheat those to have them either the next morning with, say, an egg or for lunch the next day? Shoot. Well, if I was doing it for lunch... Honestly, because carnitas are a little more moist of a meat, I might actually throw that in the microwave. Way to deconstruct our whole <laughs> foundational argument here. If, if I was just going to, like, say, say I was going to take the carnitas and throw it in a tortilla with, like, some avocado or something, yeah, I'd probably stick that in the microwave. So for me, the microwave ability of something comes down to what's the moisture content? How moist is something? Let's say you're repurposing a meat. Let's say you're repurposing a meat that you want to be cognizant of the moisture level and you want to keep it where it is. How would you reheat that? Honestly, like... Like a steak. If you're going to reheat a steak and have it the next day, how are you going to reheat that? I don't think I would. I'd eat a cold fill. You, just you, All right, so... I don't, I don't know what I would do with story. steak the second day. Um, you just eat all the steak that night. You would not let it go. I so, don't understand the question, Phil. You have leftover steak? What if it was like a 100-ounce porterhouse? Okay, my dad, I'm dead serious. Like, he... I love my dad. He's amazing. He's a great dad. That guy will devour leftovers and he does not care. I once saw him eat an entire plate of spaghetti straight out of the fridge the next morning without even warming it up, without even microwaving it. He didn't even care. I mean, he owned it. Cold breakfast <laughs> spaghetti, just no. He, he will, he will eat things me. cold and he just does not give a flip. I mean, you got to hand it to him. Like, that's kind of impressive. I, I'm not one to be able to do that. I don't know. Like, maybe that, maybe that was. Maybe that was the military in him. Maybe that was spending time overseas as a missionary. I don't know. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. So what what would you say your kind of reheating philosophy? Okay, if it's me and I want to keep the moisture in, I think steaming it is probably my way to go. And I think you're dead wrong about 
the the carnitas. So you want to keep microwave. the moisture in, but like okay, so you, you throw like the carnitas. Like I love steaming carnitas the next day. Yeah, you th- you throw it in a bowl and put like a paper towel over the top of it and microwave. It's not going to dry out. Is is that um, is that what you're afraid of? I don't think it's going to dry out. I think I think it will. Yeah, it'll dry out. It it has dried out. I've done it before. And then you're microwaving it too long. <laughs> no, Chris. You're getting a little overzealous no, there Chris. with the microwave, Phil. Grab gotta, a pot of water, boil it with a strainer on top, throw the carnitas in that strainer, cover that, and you've got some delicious carnitas. Delicious. Okay. Also, you can take any meat, like legit any single meat, doesn't matter, and you can repurpose those into tacos the next night. It's going to be delicious. And like, forget about the taco seasoning with it. Don't, don't kill it with that. Chicken sausage. Just put, yeah, sure. Ch- chicken sausage tacos have a little time. You kidding me? That's like every Tuesday night. You're going to talk about dry meat. Like I, I, I think, I think a chicken sausage has, or a turkey sausage has its place, but that, that thing is like the most prone meat or meat composite substance to drying out that I think I've ever known. If you, if you, if you take that, whatever whatever you have in your mind, that chicken sausage, dry substance, whatever, and you roll it up in a tortilla and you, you slap some salsa lozano on that, so good. You, you know what salsa lozano is? Have you ever had that stuff? I thought you were going to say salsa lasagna. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the heck kind of culture mashups you got going on over there, but that sounds <laughs> disgusting. That might be something different. I don't know. It might actually be the same. Salsa lozano is, going back to Costa Rica, it's a Costa Rican salsa, and it's like this molasses based salsa it's got some pretty heavy cumin flavor in it it is so good it's like sweet cumin i love putting that on leftovers in a taco is that something that you would regularly make on your own or is this like a a store-bought thing no it's store-bought i get it at world market okay i was just wondering if that was something that like you had a recipe for and we could toss up or oh i bet i could find one or if we just need to figure out how to get sponsored by world market i think we've mentioned them at least two or three times yeah Okay, so pulling this all the way back around, what do you do with leftover turkey? Does that, t- does that turn into a breakfast item there, Phil? I think it could, but the only times I ever have turkey are on Thanksgiving, and the morning after, that's not what I'm going to have. There are other leftover items that I will have. Apple pie. Namely one leftover item that I will have. Pie. Apple pie. Oh, yeah. With a scoop of vanilla ice cream and a cup of black coffee. Oh. That is my all-time <laughs> favorite breakfast sounds and i treat myself actually i only have that on black friday (laughs) apple pie and i do it cold cold apple pie okay scoop of vanilla ice cream black coffee hot oh man this is so good i'm having that this friday i'm having that tomorrow chris i mean and that's i was i was was questioning the cold scoop of ice cream at first but then like with the coffee there's like an affogato thing kind of we'll call it like a a, a deconstructed affogato and it's fancier that way phil that is pretty fancy. I love a good affogato. So I guess this whole yeah, episode is really how to how to repurpose your Thanksgiving desserts. Actually, this whole episode was really a build up to that. Dad's Kitchen has become this partisan. Do you eat apple pie for breakfast or do you not? Are you one of the good guys or are you one of the bad guys? I think I think I'm I mean, okay with giving that one a go. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Chris, I I will actually purposefully not have apple pie on Thanksgiving. To ensure that there's a slice the next day so that I can have it for breakfast. It's my fave. I think the solution there is just to get an extra apple pie. Yeah, but if somebody gets hungry, it spoils all the fun. You just got to make sure that you have an extra. You got to plan ahead. <laughs> right. 
The best apple pie I've ever had was in Amsterdam. Have you ever had a Dutch apple pie? I mean, like a real Dutch I mean, apple pie. I, I've, I've had things that are called Dutch apple pies, but I don't know really the level of authenticity that we're talking about here. So imagine like a deep dish pizza. Yes. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. probably mm-hmm. still not a great example because a lot of people say it's deep dish pizza. A real deep dish pizza in Chicago, right? It has like the really, really tall crust almost like two inches or whatever in depth. And it's almost like a soup bowl, almost. Okay, imagine that as an apple pie crust. And then the top layer is all crust. Not like a lattice or fun little rosettes or accoutrements of crust, but I mean like a full top layer of crust. And then that's kind of slivered to allow some moisture to escape. It's unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> best, best meal I've ever had in my entire life. In Amsterdam. Sounds like we're going to Amsterdam next week. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Screw you, 2020. Seriously. Yep. I think my wife took a... She actually made one, and it turned out really, really good. Really? She took a picture of it. I'll, I'll post it on Instagram. Okay, so how would you reheat your Dutch apple pie? Oh, that's that's served cold. If you were going to reheat it, though. Like, say, say you had that extra pie that you should have, and you had your cold morning breakfast pie. And then at some point in the next couple of days, you wanted to have it for dessert and you wanted it warm. How would you reheat that? Chris, it's served cold. But if you wanted it warm. <laughs> it does not compute. I do not understand the question. But it goes to 11. Now, I just thought I was just trying to circle back around to ovens, Phil, and how ovens can actually be a fantastic way of reheating leftovers. That's all. I agree. And maybe even within that, I have recently found the like... I don't even know what to call it, secret weapon or something of the broiler. You mean versus just like a regular convection oven? Yeah. Yeah, just like the the normal burner. Mm, Right, right. And we actually have a uh, gas oven, so it's even a little more different. But no, the broiler is one of my favorite things. We actually, in our pre-recording chat and catch up, we were talking about the fact that, I don't even know how we got on it, but we don't own a toaster. And that's largely due in part to the broiler on our oven. Yeah, it's like you you actually do own a toaster. We kind of we kind of do. It's it's just in your oven. We just don't own a second toaster like like yeah. everybody else. So if if you're not familiar with what a broiler is, because I really honestly wasn't for a long time. You know, you'd hear about like broiling meat or something, but um, and it always sounded disgusting to me. I don't know why. Just maybe it's just the the way that that word sounds. Broil kind of sounds like boil. But uh, it's a heating element that's at the top of your oven that runs at typically a really high temperature. So on our weird gas oven, the broiler actually typically runs at about 500 degrees or something like that. Um, Yeah, they get hot. Yeah, so being close to the broiler... Yeah, it's going to get some some pretty direct heat pretty quickly. And so that's, I have found a pretty fantastic way of not only making toast, but reheating things like actually pizza. That's the way to do it. If you're going to reheat some, some pizza, interesting broiler all the way. And it really doesn't take that long. Like you think of the oven as being a long, arduous task. And that's like why we're not going to use it to reheat leftovers. But if you have something that gets pretty stinking hot pretty quick, the time gets cut pretty Pretty substantially. Pizza, broiler, definitely match made in heaven there. I love it. I like it and I love it. Like your cold spaghetti breakfast. Well, Phil, I hope you enjoy your cold pie tomorrow. I'm going to heat mine up in the oven. Thanks. And I I think that's, I think that's a terrible idea. Nah, it's going to be way better because then it's going to start to melt the ice cream just a little bit, just a little bit. It's going to soften the ice cream to the perfect point that it does great things. I don't know. 
I don't you, know what I'm saying. You don't want a softened ice cream because you want oh. to take a bite of ice cream and then you want to sip your coffee. You'll miss I think, out I think on you that always want a softened juxtaposition ice cream. of flavors in your mouth. If it's soft, it doesn't mean that it's hot. It's still cold. It's just softer cold. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's dry ice cream. That's not real. That's not a real thing, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, okay. So my my take is that if you, if you put the ice cream on the hot apple pie, you're going to get some that's going to melt onto the pie. And then you're still going to have the hard ice cream that you can, or not melted ice cream that you can then right. like use in your coffee combination thing. You're, you're it sounds like you need to put this up to a vote. Maybe. Maybe. I think people should write in and tell us the correct way to, to heat your apple pie for the morning. I'm going to put up a poll that's, that's on Instagram to eat it. tomorrow or today. Yeah. Because when does this episode launch? This, this launches on Thanksgiving. This I'll is, put up this a is poll our on Thanksgiving Instagram. episode, Phil. Yes. Yeah. It is Thanksgiving today. Today. Happy Thanksgiving yes. again. I forgot. And people will be able to vote. Should your apple pie be warmed up or should it be served cold? Which I'm not advocating after. that you shouldn't eat. You're right, right. Apple pie straight out of the oven is delicious. There's yes. nothing better. But the day after, I say it should be served cold. Chris says it should be served hot. And, you know, we, we haven't voted enough this year. <laughs> we need to bring <laughs> politics back into the conversation. Yes, please. And this is how we're going to do it. Yes, please. I have missed politics. I don't know about you. I mean... One day all these recounts are going to end and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So let's let's keep it going. Yeah, I can't remember an election that I enjoyed more than this one. Yeah, it's been a blast. This whole year's just been fantastic with all that. So Phil, when people want to jump on and tell me that I'm right in my views that apple pie should be reheating, reheating, geez, that apple pie should be heated reheated if you will the next day because that's the only way to eat it where where would they vote for me phil well they wouldn't but if they were going to vote for me on my platform they shouldn't be listening to our podcast they would do so at dad's kitchen co on instagram it's really simple cast your vote while you're eating your cold apple pie and realizing how terrible it is so So you're voting for warm apple with your hot coffee Bonus if it's snowing outside. I can't wait to prove you wrong. So yeah, Instagram is a fantastic place to find us. And that poll will be on Instagram, but then uh, listeners can also find and connect with us on Facebook. At Dad's Kitchen Co. You know what? I guess we'll have a poll there as well. Does Facebook do polls? Yeah, yeah. You can do polls on Facebook, sure. Okay. And if while you're at it, you enjoy what we're doing here at Dad's Kitchen, it would mean so much to us if you just jumped on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're using to listen and just give us a rating. It helps the algorithms, whatever those things are. And send us a message. Tell us what you're making in the kitchen this week. We would just love to hear from you. Yeah. And if anything, it just it just means a lot to get those positive vibes. It helps us be seen uh, by the algorithm, like you said, Chris. But more than anything, it it just makes us feel good. And yeah, we like to feel good. We want to keep going. Yeah, even beyond just feeling good. At some level, I think we both believe in this message that food brings people together, and maybe even more so brings families together. Dozens of people spontaneously combust every year. It's just not that widely reported. Oh, 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 oh